Well, if you're listening to this on the day of publication, Merry Christmas. It's the 25th of December. And I have as my guest today, Andy Medic from Sea Change Vacation Rentals. And we're going to talk about this crazy business that we are in. Stay tuned. This is the Vacation Rental Success Podcast, keeping you up to date with news, views, information and resources on this rapidly changing short-term rental business. I'm your host, Heather Bayer, and with 25 years of experience in this industry, I'm making sure you know what's hot, what's not, what's new, and what will help make your business a success. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. As I mentioned in that intro, if you are listening on the day this is published, get back to your family or maybe you've got your headset in while you're making Christmas dinner. I don't know. If, if you're listening, well, welcome. It's, it's great to uh, have you here. Probably you're listening to this a few days after Christmas. So I hope you had a wonderful, wonderful time. We actually had our Christmas get together on Christmas Eve because Mike's actually working today, Christmas Day. So as he's a firefighter, so he's on a 24-hour shift. He left here at four o'clock this morning and he's working for the next 24 hours. So folks, please don't set fire to your kitchens. I don't want Mike having to go out to a fire or anything else on Christmas Day. But uh, just like to say thank you. Thank you, thank you to all the emergency service workers who are working today and who work actually every day to keep us safe and to Help us out if we get into difficulties, medical difficulties, if we have a vehicle incident. And of course, if there's a fire and, you know, for firefighters, paramedics and the police, thank you guys. I am hugely grateful for the work you do. And I know that everybody else out there who is listening is also just as grateful as I am. So thank you. So we're got to the, just about to the end of 2019. For us, it's been a amazingly crazy, crazy year. It's been a different year. And I've mentioned this, I'm not really going to go into much of this again today, except we learned a huge amount this year from the change in dynamics, change in demographics, a change in traveler behavior. It was very, very different. And I heard this from other owners and other property managers, certainly across North America, that they're seeing changes, they're seeing differences, and we've all got to get more vigilant and more focused on what we can do to save our uniqueness, I guess, in this world of convergence and consolidation. Next week, when I talk to Andrew McConnell, as I do every year as the start of the year, Andrew McConnell from Rented.com. We're going to be talking about more of this, you know, what is happening in the industry and what we should expect for 2020. But for today, I have as my guest, my friend and fellow property manager, Andy Medic from Sea Change Vacation Rentals. Andy has been on the show before. If you want to hear more about that, I will put a link to his previous podcast with me, his previous episode on the show notes. 
But I wanted to, and, and and he's just so much fun. You really need to subscribe to his Facebook feed so that you can see some of the videos that he posts really about working within Sea Change Vacation Rentals, his team, his partner, Tom, and the fun that they all appear to be having all the time. But I know that, you know, there's other stuff that goes on in this crazy business that's perhaps not so much fun, but we have to laugh at everything because I sometimes think if we didn't laugh at it, what are we going to do? So I wanted to invite Andy along on today to have a sort of fireside chat, not so much an interview, but for he and I to exchange some anecdotes, some stories of what's happened in this past year in our respective companies, just so that you know, guys, that you're not alone out there. We all experience the same things. There's high notes, there's low notes, there's crazy times. There's times when we sit back and do a face palm or we slap our heads and go, what is going on here? So stay tuned as I talk to Andy about this crazy business that we're in. So I'm super pleased to have back with me today Andy Medic from Sea Change Vacation Rentals. For those of you who caught up with the previous episode I did with Andy, you know that he he runs a very, very busy property management company in, now you could correct me, I'm going to say Rehoboth Beach. Yeah, yeah, that, that is right. Rehoboth <laughs> Beach, Delaware. <laughs> Rehoboth. I was practicing that. <laughs> I, it, it means all welcome. It means what? I understand. It means what? It means everyone welcome. Oh. All welcome. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I think it's, it's Rehoboth Beach started off as a Methodist camp in the 1800s. Um, so they took the name uh, from the Bible, and it's a biblical name meaning everyone is welcome. Oh, well, that's perfect. That is perfect for the business we're in. <laughs> Indeed, yeah. So talking about the business we're in, how, how many properties are you managing right now, Andy? We are up to 53, 53. Um, but they are, they're, they're mostly good size, they're mostly individual properties rather than condos, or do you have some condos? We have some condos. Our inventory mix. We want to have not only a mix of budget points, but we want to have a mix of locations. You know, the Delaware Beach towns are all fairly close together, but each town has its own unique kind of feel. So, Dewey Beach, for example, is considered the party town. Bethany Beach is considered the quiet resort. Rehoboth Beach is sort of a mixture of all of the above. So, we wanted to have properties in Rehoboth, Dewey, and Bethany. Mm-hmm. And we have a mix. We're, we're mainly single-family homes, but we have our list and methodology in terms of the geography we cover. We wanted to be in or around the downtown beach area, so we will take a property that's within a three-mile radius of our of any downtown beach area. Mm-hmm. So that would include the amenitized condo communities that are either side of the highways feeding into our downtown beach areas, and that's an important point in amenitized. Uh, if guests are looking for a property that's not within a certain distance of the beach, then we're going to want to be looking for amenities such as swimming pools, tennis courts, mm-hmm. walking trails, that kind of thing. So yeah, a mixture of all of the above. I'd say we're probably about two-thirds single-family homes and then a third condos and townhomes. 
Wow, it's just so so different that when I look at our sort of the locations that we have. So from from where I'm sitting, I think the furthest property I have from me is about 300 miles. I mean, we do go and, you know, we we visit every property. We ensure every property meets our standards. We are on top of absolutely everything that goes on there. So if something breaks down, we know who's going out to fix it. But there there is a little bit more in terms of logistics involved in what we do. I had uh, I had a discussion, well, not quite a discussion. I, I heard that somebody had said that, that our company was no different from Vacasa, which floored me, quite honestly, because we are we, we couldn't be more different from Vacasa, except, you know, we, we do property management. But yes, I mean, but I, I do find that your company and my company are very similar, we, probably because you and I have very similar philosophies on hospitality uh-huh, yeah. and how we run the company. But it was also interesting that this past year, we have both had similar issues. So when I asked you, when I said, you know, th- these are the sorts of questions I'm going to ask you. And I said, I'm going to ask you what yeah. your highlights of your year are. And it was interesting because... I'd also listed my highlights and my lowlights, and you've put the same thing in your highlights as number one as I put in number one as my lowlights. Does that mean? <laughs> does that mean? Yeah. And I thought I was a positive person, but um, yeah. Tell me what what have you got as the number one highlight of your year? You know, I'm sitting here smiling, Heather, which is great for uh, for radio for audio only. So I just to have a big grin on my face because it's my number one highlight of the year, 2019, was a was an off year, and I think that's been experienced across the whole map of vacation rentals, and even as you reported it at the international level, also. So it was an off year, and that guests were, you know. Guests have been waiting longer to book, so that really wasn't much different this year, but there was a lot more negotiating on pricing. We were well into the summer season this year with major summer weeks, including high season weeks, still open. And, you know, we really had to hustle and really go into overdrive. So much like you guys, we turned to our web design company. What can you do? They helped us out with an SEO marketing project behind the scenes, which really yielded results very quickly for us. We've been doing dynamic rate pricing here for a few years now. We've been doing it manually up until this year. And by that, I mean, we dynamically change our rate prices in response to guest demand. So we really had to go into overdrive with that. And we actually waived our seven-night minimums much earlier this year in order to fill, you know, give, give guests really what they wanted. They wanted long again. So, you know, it that's a two-way street. We lowered our minimum rates, but we also... So we lowered our minimum stay, but we also raised on nightly rates. You know, you pay more for what you really want. And then we look back and we hustled and we filled the gaps. So the highlight for me was that we ended up our summer season with 93% average occupancy. And that was only for us only down a couple of percentages from a normal year. So... We're all thrilled and, and uh, yeah, <laughs> yes. we've got a great highlight. Well, absolutely, because it. Well, I, well, I'm hearing you talk, and I'm thinking. Well, I put this as, as one of the lowlights in my year that we had this <laughs> this thing in June where we're always always well over 80% booked at the beginning of June. And by the end of June, we're up to about 92, 93%. And we fill up the rest through the summer. And this year we hit uh, hit June the 1st at 66%, I think. 
uh, with five yeah. with five hundred. Oh, we, we've got one hundred and eighty properties. We had five hundred weeks open, yeah. and you know all exactly the same things. You know, people are booking later. We had to scramble to say to our owners, okay, we've got to drop the seven night minimums and let people have what they want, which is the short breaks. And then yes, we got to September and. There we were at around about ninety three percent. Right, and, and then when we we were just slightly up on two thousand eighteen, but and we did it through um, a, a digital marketing campaign. So so very right. similar. We engaged a digital marketing company, and they worked their magic. Um, but yeah, and the hustling. We did things that we wouldn't have thought of doing, which was you know a lot more pop ups on the website, which I hate. Oh my gosh, they work. Uh, they really work. Yeah. So that was interesting. So I'm going to swap my that that would it, it is a highlight because uh, I put it as a low light because I was thinking in June, but of course once we get to got to the end of the summer, it's like, hey guys, we did it. We actually did it. Yeah, and you know, it really it challenges everything. It challenges your existing business practices because you know, I'm, I'm the revenue manager for our company and I'm used to, we have 17 weeks in our summer season and I was always used to reporting revenue to our owners based on weekly units. So, you know, there's another week book, but this forced us to change that. Now we're reporting on nights filled and that, that's a completely different dynamic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so we'll be, we're doing much the same, starting to look at it very differently this year. There's a lot, there was a lot of learning in, yeah. in this past year. So what other highlights did you have? Uh, staffing was a big one for us this year. You know, I think we, we've been in existence five years and we're entering into our sixth season upcoming. And, you know, I, I can't remember where I read this, but I read recently that there are three phases to a company. There's startup, there's stabilization, and then there's exponential growth. So this year, I'm really thrilled to say for the first time ever, we have an organization chart. <laughs> Woohoo, our corporate. You know, for a small business, that's a big deal. I, you know, I'm being a little bit silly here, but it's, this was a really important step for us. I was able to, now the company is, we're beyond startup, we're well into stabilization. Now I'm able to, we have the revenue coming in that I'm really able to put my staffing plan into action. So that's allowing me to put some key leadership positions in place, which is freeing me up from having to do a little bit of everything. And putting the right staff in the right positions, you know, it's amazing how one or two key hires could really make a tremendous difference in a business. And we were able to do that this year, and that that is a big, a big cause for celebration. Well, give an example of, um, of of something that you did that made such a difference. So we've always had reservation agents, you know, and w- without wishing to get too hung up on terminology, but we called our rental agents reservationists, and I had them doing a little bit of everything. I had them doing the sales component of filling the properties relationship building with guests and with owners. And I also had them doing the administrative side of the job, you know, filling out the, um, the lodging agreement, arranging for linen service, that kind of thing. And, you know, during the process of brainstorming in a staff meeting to open up a couple of positions, you know, a light bulb went off and I thought, we're doing this, this just doesn't fit our business model. So I separated our reservation sales from operations complete and we opened up for, we call them vacation planners, not reservation agents now. And they are compensated 100% on commission on productivity. And their job is to learn our inventory. There's a little bit of owner relations involved in it, obviously, because they're representing our owners. But their job is predominantly sales. So we are hiring sales-focused people, which I've learned 
are, it's a different skill set to somebody who's more of an operational focus. Mm -hmm. We promoted our wonderful office manager up to director of operations. I opened up initially two administrative positions that are going to report to her. And we've been able to formalize our services um, area. So by that, I mean guest services, helping the guests before, during, and after the stay, our owner services, if an owner calls in with a billing and accounting question, and then also property management services, which I put that under one of our challenges for the year. I did not set, even though we're kind of called property management company, you know, in, in this business, we're all kind of struggling to define what you mean by property management. Mm-hmm. So what we're learning is that regardless of what you call it, owners are just expecting that we're going to get this work done. It's part of the agreement for them. We're going to look after the property, schedule plumbers, contractors, all that kind of thing. So the owners are expecting that we take care of property management, owner services, but the guests are they're demanding it. You know, we've, we've all reported the same thing. Guests are becoming more and more demanding, high maintenance, if you want to call that. If something breaks during a guest stay now, even if it's very minor, we used to be able to negotiate with the with the guest, hey, we don't want to disrupt your stay. How about we schedule the contract that's coming at the checkout and gap between guests? Now that's no longer good enough. It's not going to cut it. They want it fixed the same day. So, you know, the guests have pushed us into property management also. So, being able to reorganize the company like this, now we are staffing specifically on the services side and separating out the sales. So, each of these skill sets could focus on, on their key skill set and we don't drop the ball on anything by missing expectations. Yeah, it sounds like you've really got a, ha- a really good handle on it now. I so, didn't a year ago. I tell you, it, it really was a light bulb moment. That's excellent. And you know, I as as I listen to you talking, I'm I'm more I'm having light bulb moments myself about you know how how we are structured and organized so uh, that's what I love to love about talking to other property managers because we always learn something new yeah you know I I go back 17 18 years ago when we first started nobody ever shared anything it was you would you really were working in a in a vacuum because all the other property managers were closely guarding what they called their their and I've got air quotes going here their secrets and and it wasn't until about 10 years ago, maybe eight years ago, that we all suddenly started to realize that we actually don't have any secrets. <laughs> you know, right. we're all doing the same thing. And if I can learn something from you and you can learn something from me, then collectively we are all going to improve this business. And that has to be a good thing, particularly, and this is actually going on to a next question really, particularly in regards to the type of competition that we're now facing, which is from the consolidators. So what is that like for you in your area, you know, having to face this type of competition? You know, I, I kind of think of our area as really the wild west or east, which would be more appropriate. <laughs> so we're the wild east of vacation rentals in Delaware Shore. Our competition, so our market is, is dominated by uh, companies that have been around since the 1950s. You know, mm-hmm. we're predominantly a drive drive to market. So since the the rise of vehicle traffic in the fifties in the US, you know, we we are an easy short drive to Washington DC, Philadelphia, and now even New York. So these companies, you know, they saw the potential in the nineteen fifties and, and good for them, they jumped on it. But now we have a market here with vacation rental agencies, property management companies that have been in business since the fifties. They're quite large at this point 
And the effect that they've had on the market, in my opinion, our management fees in our area are very low by national standards. And we're averaging 15%, 0.5 for our management fee. So we, in exchange for everything that we do, we take 15% of the gross rent. Does so that, 15 cents. When you, say, when you say exchange for everything you do, is that everything? Well, is it property management? You know, that, that's what we've been struggling with this year. You know, it, this is the fascinating thing about our industry. You know, there are different, even though we're all working in the same industry, the flavor of our of how we work differs between different territories and different geographies. And then that gives us a, some kind of confusion with the terminology we're using. So I said earlier on, define what you mean by property management. And, and that's how for us now I've separated our reservation sales from our operations. I can really get a better grip on really how much work is involved in the property management side, property services. Because when you look at such low management fees, you know, our margins are very, very slim here. So back to the, the consolidators, you know, the Baycasters, the Turnkeys, the Booking.com, you know, they call my office and I say, you know, great service. You guys are very good at what you do, but how much is it going to cost me? How much is it going to cost our owners? And there are fees they take a, quite a big percentage of every reservation and they just don't understand our area with, with such slim margins. Mm-hmm. They have a real up, uphill struggle at the agency level in this area, the property managers, where I have a little bit of you know, sleepless night. Owners who are self-managing or maybe they manage a couple of properties for neighbors, friends, so they don't go through an agency, so they're self-managing. I think that's really the, probably the, the best fit for the consolidated sites in our area because I really think unless these management fees, unless the margins are better, there's mm-hmm. just no way an agency could work with them. Yeah. Uh, and I'm leaving out any kind of discussion there on the type of services they offer. Uh, there are lots of reasons why we don't use those those, those companies. And, you know, our management fee is, is a big one, but there are other reasons too. I don't know if you want to get into a conversation about remote management. And again, you have to define what you mean by remote. It's not necessarily a bad word. Yeah, because really- th- th- that, that's what I was saying. You know, somebody said that that's what we were doing in, in our company. It's remote management. It's just like Vacasa. And like th- there are different elements of this. <laughs> There's different ways right. of, of doing this. And, you know, we will come back to this, I think. You know, I'm, as we, you, and I, you and I have discussed about, and I'm not announcing anything at the moment, but, um, but for those of you listening, we're, I'm hoping to work with Andy and, and bring you something a bit more property manager focused in the new year maybe an extra episode to the podcast so keep keep tuned we'll be letting you know when andy and i have sorted out the small print on this um so so yeah we will come back to that anyway and i just uh, with the time we've got at the moment and the fact that you know this is being broadcast on christmas day i want to lighten up a little bit and i want to ask you (laughs) what is the craziest thing your staff had to deal with this summer Oh, boy, you want to go there? You really want me to go there? <laughs> well, I, I want to know if you can beat, the, beat my story of the squirrel on the toilet. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, we all have them, and I think we all have some stories we can't share. But in the interest of sharing, and I will keep this PG-rated, <laughs> we have found the selection. We've, we've discovered sex toys in the dishwasher. <laughs> um, we found a shotgun under the bed in the master bedroom. We've had a guest call to request rabbits be removed from the backyard. And that when I was in the office, when our office manager got that call and listening to, to her explaining to a guest that we have no control over the natural environment. And then for the guest to, to say that there were dead bunnies 
in the yard, in addition to live ones running around. Well, then when we checked out, we checked the folio, they booked a pet-friendly property and they had two dogs which were fenced in in the backyard. So, you know, you do the math, you fast forward and there are dead bunnies. Dead bunnies in the backyard. I'm not really sure how we have control over that. And then the craziest thing, I think, if you could top the prior three, this was a crazy thing and it was also a sad thing, but we were able to help the guests. We had a guest pass away. It's not in the property. They were taken ill during the vacation and we helped them find a local hospital. And sadly, the guest passed away in the hospital during the vacation this year. And, you know, these are things that you, you know, they're, you're a small business. It, you know, you don't you don't have anything in your HR manual to cover this when it happens. So, you know, common sense kicks in and, you know, you focus on the hospitality side of the business and you help the guests through a difficult time. So, yeah, that was probably the craziest this year. Yeah, well, I'll tell you my, well, in fact, listening to you talking about the rabbits just reminded me, this was, was not last year, it was a couple of years ago when we had um, we had a call from a guest saying that that they were stuck in their property and their children were traumatised because they'd woken up in the morning, opened the, uh, opened the drapes and there was a dead Canada goose on the lawn. <laughs> and this this should not have happened and and they were immediately into you know we we can't go out until this 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 goose has been removed and we're going to be charging you hourly so we want a refund for all the time we've had to spend inside while this goose lies on the lawn dead and in fact it it took quite a while to get somebody to go out cuz the caretaker for the property had gone out for the day. He was on a job and he, was, he wasn't he was able to get back. So we had to go find somebody to remove this dead goose and, and take the calls from the guests throughout the hours um, about the, the trauma that their children were suffering. And we said, well, you know, this is out on the water side of the property. Why don't you go out of the other door, get in your car right. and drive to a local restaurant and we'll buy you breakfast? Oh no, no, we can't go out of the door. <laughs> what do you, what do you do with these people? And eventually, one of our other owners, in fact, locally, uh, said we we called him and said, could his caretaker go around? He said, well, he's not available. I'll go, and and he said, I'll just take you know gloves and a black bag and I'll go remove it. And he called us back about half an hour later. He said he got there. He said there was nothing left of it. He said, it's, it is a good job they didn't open the curtains to watch the raccoons taking care of the dead goose. You know, it's funny you said, because in our area, we have these large turkey buzzards. They're really, they're, they're big enough that they will pick up a small dog in a backyard. Uh, yeah. And one of my staff said the same thing. I mean, he yelled across the office. He's like, well, the turkey buzzards are going to take care of those bunnies before you can send <laughs> Jennifer over. Yes. <laughs> oh yes. Well, this year we had um, the, the squirrel, and I've got to explain now the squirrel on the toilet, and and you know what happens? Yeah, people, you're in a drive-to location. People have been driving for three or four hours, and and dad has been driving and saying, "No, we're not stopping." And the kids are going, "I need to go to the washroom," and they're not going to stop. He's not stopping. He's getting to the right. property. The moment you get there, you can go to the washroom. So we had the family arrive, and of course, and then the frantic phone call to say, well, we've got here and everybody wants to use a washroom, but there's a squirrel sitting on the toilet. (laughs) I say squirrel. It's actually a chipmunk. So there's a chipmunk. The chipmunk had got in somehow. It had got itself locked in or caught up in the washroom. But uh, but there was th- these. This was family in complete panic. Number one, well, they couldn't. 
<laughs> they couldn't go. And secondly, let's not go to, yeah, secondly, yeah. <laughs> um, they wanted somebody right there, then and there, to go and remove this chipmunk. And unfortunately... Well, you know, chipmunks, they, they lack opposable thumbs, so they can't flush. <laughs> yeah, well, at least it hasn't... I mean, we, we have had instances in the past where somebody has put up the toilet seat and there is a, there is a mouse that has... Um, disposed of itself <laughs> oh i forgot about that we've had mice we've had bats i think you had a bat situation this year we we had bats in the in a bedroom yes the, the call at two yeah. o'clock in the morning to say we've got bats in the bedroom and yeah. what are we going to do send somebody out right now and you know we we you know this this is this is the country we don't we you don't call a pest controller out at two o'clock in the morning we don't have 24-hour pest control so we said i, I simply said well there's another bedroom so move to the other bedroom yeah. and close that door well this is most inconvenient uh so yeah we uh, we all have them we all have the crazy stuff and and for those of you listening i i want to make a list of of 2019's crazy stuff so please let us know you can uh, you can put a note on the show notes in the comment section what was the craziest thing that happened to you this summer so we all know andy that our guests don't always do what we'd like them to do if you're able to wave a magic wand thinking back to this last summer and have your guests do one specific thing, what would that be? And I know exactly what your answer is, because it's the same <laughs> You're as You're going to make me choose one thing? Oh, my God. No. If, I would say, if please, please. Sorry. Uh, it's exactly the same as mine, I'm quite sure. Yeah. Please, 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 for the love of everybody's mental health, please read pre-arrival <laughs> welcome information you're sent before you can't. That's, that would be the main one because that is probably the source of most craziness and most frustration for guests and for, uh, for staff. And it's very easily avoided. Uh, I have a lot, lots of others, but I don't know if we have the time to cover them or you want to go there. Well, you can do, you um, can do a couple more, but definitely my number one is read the pre-arrival information. So, I mean, you're now using Touch Day as we, as are. we are. So so we've decided that we're, we're just going to go the video route and yeah. we're going to create as many short videos as, as we can because, you know, they're, they're more, people are more likely to watch a video than they are to read some text. Yeah, yeah. And we got that tip. Thank you so much. We got the tip for Touch Day from Listen to Your Podcast. And we've been working with them for probably about a month right now at, at this point. So we're still setting up our templates. Oh, wow, what a great product. Mm-hmm. I, it, it, this is really, this was a no-brainer in terms of justifying the purchase for this. This is really going to help guests and, and us. Um, oh, that, that, that's so yeah, good. I agree I, with I, you, videos. I, I love to recommend something and... <laughs> And have somebody say, "Yeah, that was a great recommendation," because because the alternative is is not the best. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's a lot of technology out there, and you get calls, and you you get uh, marketing information, uh, email, regular mail, and this this one, this product was a was a no brainer. Excellent. Yes. Get well. A couple of other things that you'd really like your guests to do. Or uh, not do. I would say, <laughs> I would say, please put some thought into really deciding on what constitutes an emergency. And, you know, I'll put a caveat around that. We don't want any guests to be struggling at all on vacation. If you're in any doubt, then always call. And if it's a half hours, then please call the emergency support number we give you. But I would say, please, 
just recognize that there are people on the other end of the phone. So whoever has our emergency on-call rotation, you are pulling them away from their family when you call after hours. So you know, we've been called for a number of things over the years that are not emergencies, but we still, you know, with a smile on our face and joy in our heart, we still answer the question. An example would be calling at 8.30 p.m. on a Friday night for restaurant recommendations when we know full well that there are a couple of pages of our favorite restaurant recommendations in the pre-arrival welcome packet they were sent. Other things like light bulbs burnt out. That unless the whole property is in darkness, that, that could wait until the following day when the office is open. Do you, yeah. can, can I go on with a couple of my pet peeves? You know, I'm, I'm on oh, a roll. you're on a roll now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no smoking. That includes weed, just by the definition of no smoking. So please, no marijuana. Uh, even if it's even if it's legal in your state, no smoking property means no smoking. Moving heavy furniture around the property, you know, that really is redecorating. Please don't do it. Call the office if there's a real issue, and we can send a couple of burly agents out and uh, move furniture if it really is causing a lot of problems. And then my personal biggest one are not emptying the dishwasher before departure and unplugging lamps. That's a curious one. We, we observe guests routinely. We, part of our property check, you know, we send an agent to the property between turnovers. And on their checklist, we do, believe it or not, we walk around checking all the lamps quickly to make sure that there's no built-out bulbs. And very often, we're running in and out of our cars thinking the bulb is burned out when in reality, I guess, is unplugged the lamp. And that probably happens in, I would say, 90% of guest space. And guests are, I think they're, they're looking for an outlet to plug in iPhone chargers, maybe. But when there's clearly uh, an available outlet that's not being used a couple of feet away. They're removing heavy furniture to, plug, to unplug lamps to plug their charges in. And then another one then, since I'm on a roll, during the guest day, especially you know in mid-Atlantic, we're very humid and very hot in our summer season. So it is next to impossible not to be dealing with some form of bugs and ants. And it really does help if guests wipe down work surfaces, do a sort of light sweep between meals and put their food away into the refrigerator. Otherwise, our own call, I guarantee, will get that 10 p.m. call saying that there's an anti-infestation at the property. So there you go. That's my top seven, I think. Yeah, we had uh, anti-infestations were, were big for us this, this past year. And we had exactly that, you know, just wipe down the surfaces. What we're going to be doing next year, this is a tip that I got. It was actually because we we're in, the, um, in our RV and we had, uh, we had some ants. And and a, and a fellow camper said, "What we have is a uh, a spray bottle of diluted vinegar, and we just spray down the surfaces with um, diluted vinegar. It doesn't smell, but it does. It, it saves having to put ant traps down. And it's something that if if you, because I know there's a number of property managers in a number of areas where they will not leave any." cleaning items or anything that that a guest might use so right. but a spray bottle with some watered down vinegar is is probably okay and, and we use that and that actually worked well so we're going to suggest that to all our owners as huh. they have this um just you know in a cupboard labeled and and of course you'd put it in your touch stay guide for anybody not to read <laughs> Right. <laughs> that says if you see. Yeah, I'm ads. definitely adding that. Yeah. So. I, I, and that really works 
vinegar? I, I don't know. My husband looked up vinegar the other day <laughs> on the internet and it said, everything you've ever heard about vinegar doing all this stuff, it doesn't work. Well, I think, yeah. <laughs> but, but you know... Vinegar is the cure for everything. Yeah, absolutely. Um, hand, hand, you know that if, if that, go on. So if that would work, that would be really huge because we're in a catch-22 with, with ants and with any bugs because you're very often guests have small children or pets with them and they don't want us coming over to uh, spray. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, how do you, how do you handle an ant call then? Yeah, yeah. Well, this is this is why we were this is why we were doing doing this because um, you know people don't want anything chemical put down. So whether it works or not, maybe it's you know it, it, it it's something that to, to offer them anyway. Yeah. So what's going to be your biggest challenge in twenty twenty? Ooh, twenty twenty already. Bye. So I would say. You know, I, I said that we reorganized. That's a big deal for any company, regardless of the size of the company. So integrating our new staffing structure into our organization, it, you know, with the reorganization came a different compensation structure. So we're going to have to monitor this really carefully and um, not be afraid to learn lessons and make some changes on the fly. But I think for me personally, Delegating some of my responsibilities to a couple of new management leadership hires that I've made, that will really help with that so that I'm not a bottleneck and jamming everything up and having everything going through me. Mm-hmm. Um, I mentioned technology earlier on. I think for, for all of us, you know, we're, we're thrilled to see the entrepreneurship that's out there with, with small businesses bringing out more and more technology solutions to automate things that we're doing. But with that comes a challenge of, you know, buying the right thing at the right time and really having to make a value judgment on does everything necessarily have to be automated? We've still got to keep the human touch in what we're doing. So not only is there a budget challenge there, there is also a human uh, staffing challenge with that. And to to bring that relevant for us this year, uh, actually as a result of BRMA, we entered the conference this time this year, and I'm going to give a plug right away for Vacation Rental Management Association Annual Conference. Wow, what took us so long? We should have, we should have <laughs> gone before now. But we got some good, great vendor contacts there. Uh, we're implementing TouchStay to streamline our guest welcome information. We're going to be digitizing all of our documents this year, guest and owner, listing contracts and uh, guest lodging agreements. And we're adding e-signature. And we're also automating some aspects of dynamic rate pricing. We've talked to a couple of the different vendors out there that are offering. Uh, it's still early days, to be fair, of, of dynamic rate pricing software. It, the vacation rental industry is very different to the hotel industry in lots of respects. So the way in which we approach dynamic rate pricing is, I think, it's it's more challenging, I think, than these vendors really expected going into it. So we're, we're moving forward very, very tentatively with automated dynamic rate pricing. So... We, I don't want to get into that here to really quite in-depth mm-hmm. and a little heavy, but that's a big challenge for us this year, automating that. Also, the property management, thats a, I'd say that probably is going to be the biggest challenge for us. We're formalizing the property, property services that we've been doing for our owners. So I, as a company owner, I have a huge challenge ahead of me. I have to really look at the numbers closely on this so that we don't, we don't spend ourselves out of existence. So I have to look at cost recovery on this. I don't, and my financial uh, manager will correct me on this, but I don't look for property management to be a profit, a revenue center for us. I look at cost recovery on it. 
but we're going to have to face some challenges in moving our owners towards more of a paid service model. We have to figure out really where the line is in terms of what is reasonably coming out of our management fee currently and any new services that, that we're being pushed towards if we are going to pick up those services. And obviously, we have to cover the cost of doing that. Uh, so that's going to be a big challenge. And how would I tackle that? I would say very delicately because <laughs> we don't we don't want to lose any of our great owners and, and, and spoil the relationships that we've built up over the past five years. So, you know, it's, had, it's been open to having a very delicate, honest conversation with owners. And we're going to have to make a decision on, you know, how far do we go with that? Mm-hmm. Do we force on doing it? Do we give them a choice? So that part of that is a philosophical conversation, but at the end of the day, it's a financial decision. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I wish you the very best with uh, with all that. Sounds like there are a few challenges for you. Our challenge this uh, coming up is is a new website, and we we've been looking at our property management system, and it's just too much to think about to actually change, and certainly this time of year. So. We might think yeah. about changing. Um, the last three years, we've been we've, we've got to, to December, January, and thinking, well, we we really need to change our property management system, and then we leave it too late and carries on. So it works, and I I, I think getting ourselves out of the way of, of of thinking that there is any property management system out there that can do everything. There are flaws right. in every one of them, and you know, some sometimes I think maybe it's worth you know. Better the devil you know is is perhaps yeah. uh, is perhaps something to um, you know apply to that sort of decision. So so yeah. So we're we're just going for for new website. We are you know integrating new technology. We're we're actually using Touchday for our owners as well. We we've I've developed a, a new template. So we're sending all our owners their own Touchday information manual that tells them everything about the business and about what they need to be doing. And so I'm really exciting, excited about that. I've been working with Touchday on that for the past couple of months. So if you haven't That's heard- awesome. I, I saw that in your um, Black Friday, yeah. uh, in the Black Friday webinar. Yeah. That's amazing. Uh, well, I'll, I'll send you some information on that because it is, uh, we are really, really happy with what we've produced so far and we're only sort of halfway there. So- Andy, what makes it all worthwhile doing all this? I mean, I sort of looked at, you know, what we were going to talk about today and I came up with a title about, you know, how, how do we survive in this crazy business? Right. And it got me thinking, yeah. why, why are we in it? There must be something that makes it really, really worthwhile. What's your take on that? You know, I think for me, I, I, I'm always a category type thinker. So for me, I, I break this into categories. And for me, it, it, it comes down to clients and staff so on the client side you know we we serve two sets of clients i guess that's a that's a whole long conversation for another another day but on the property owner side what makes it worthwhile is you know we we've had clients say you did everything you said that you would you really delivered i was going to sell my beach home and then i listed it with you for rental and now i'm able to keep it in the family based on the income that you're generating another owner had said that I paid for a family wedding from the income you made me this year. And then we had another owner say to us, I took the whole family to Italy with the money you made me this year. So that that really puts the, not only the financial context, but it really puts the human side of, of working with our owners in context. And on the guest side, it, it, you know, it's very similar. You know, we're looking at the hospitality side versus the real estate management, asset management side. And, you know, we're, we're helping guests 
you know, this sounds a little sort of Pollyanna, but you know, we really mean this. We're helping guests with a very important, it's a big purchase for them. It's a big part of their animal budget for a family vacation. So it's really great to hear guests say, you know, thank you. We had a great time. Uh, we had one guest this, this year. She called and she said, I, I don't want to put this in, in the online review, but I, I want to tell you that I cried two days after I got home. I had such a nice time. <laughs> So I hope by that she meant that we were involved in her having a nice time. Another guest said that she didn't want to leave. She wished the house that they stayed in were her real house back home. And then, you know, there's always the guests that, you know, to the best of efforts, something goes wrong. Invariably it does. You know, it's a complicated business. And when something goes wrong, to have a guest turn around and say, uh, and even put this in the review, you know, X, Y, or Z happened during my stay but you were very responsive when the problem arose. You were available. You took care of it quickly. And then to have that same guest say, I want to book again for next year. And not only that, I want to come back to this property next year. You know, that, that makes it all worthwhile. And I, on I, the staffing side... Yeah, I just, want to jump, I just want to jump in there, in fact, because we're all out there looking for these five-star reviews that everything goes perfectly and they get this wonderful review. But for me, the best reviews are exactly that one. Something happened, a problem happened, but you fixed it. You fixed it. You fixed it quickly. You were responsive. And I want to book again next year because it's those sorts of reviews that really attract the the, the travelers that are are looking to book because it's telling them a story. It's not just, you know, this is a really lovely house and it's got a nice view and the kitchen was was well-equipped. It's saying that, you know, human things happen, mistakes happen, but you, the company, fixed it. And we still had such a great time. I want to come back. And those, I think, there's that old adage that um, a complaint is a gift. Because if if you have a complaint and you deal with it well, and then they come back and tell everybody how well you dealt with it and they want to come back again, that is just stellar. Yeah. And I think it was Tyanne Moss, I think it was, one of Tyann's sessions at the RMA this year was talking about, actually, I think it was yours, Heather, I'm sorry, talking about different types of um, uh, guests and oh. different types of complaints. Yeah. Was that your session? Yeah, the reviews sorry. the reviews uh, one, yes, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and and the type of guest who doesn't complain at all, that that's really tough. You know, if they go home and grumble and then grumble to all of their friends and family and you don't have an opportunity if you don't know about it to fix it. Mm-hmm. You know, let alone the impact on your business of having a, an unhappy guest spreading the unhappy news. Yeah. So, hey, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer here. <laughs> I just want to keep it positive. <laughs> no, um, I, I think this is this is hugely positive. So, what? So, so your staff make it worthwhile for you as well? I do. You know, we're a small office. Our office is on the beach block in our downtown area in Rehoboth Beach, and it is kind of a bullpen environment. There's because it's a small office, I can't physically fit all of the staff in there, so we have a couple of our vacation plans that work remotely. But for the staff that are in the office, you know, I sit at the back, uh, and I can hear and see everything that's going on, and, you know, I'm not always listening, sometimes I'm busy working, but to, to hear staff say, you know, not only to hear them on the telephone with guests or property owners, and I think to myself, you know, how, how do we get so fortunate, so fortunate to hire this person? How do we get this lucky? You know, that, that really makes it all worthwhile, and then have a hear staff say, I love my job, I love this business, that really is heartwarming. 
I, I love that too. We've just we've just um, had our staff annual Christmas meeting, and because we can't get together physically, we do it on Zoom. And it was, you know, it was it was just as if we were all in one room. You know, we, <laughs> but we're not. But having them talk about how much fun. The business is and you know we get to an end of, of such a which was what a pretty challenging year for us and sure. and, and them saying you know I, I still love this we did so yeah. well to get where we were at the end of the season and you know let let's pile it on for next year so uh so yeah i mean certainly that that is definitely something that really makes it all worthwhile for me too well i hope you have glorious Christmas season and uh, and I hope that 2020 really meets all your goals and and you have an amazing one thank you back at you thank you so much I appreciate it <laughs> and as I as I sort of alluded to earlier on we you and I are working towards something that we'll probably announce within the next couple of weeks I hope um, which will be bringing some some tips and suggestions and recommendations and our our collective knowledge to small property managers. So I'm going to be really looking forward to talking to you a bit more about that. Uh, uh, Me too. I'm I'm, re- I'm really excited, and you know, it's tough sometimes to figure out if a bread is excited or not. Trust me, listeners, I am really excited about that. <laughs> Okay. Well, I've I've absolutely loved talking to you for uh, for, for for this episode. Um, you know, for those of you who are listening to this on Christmas Day, on day, day of publication, I hope um, I hope your turkey's good, uh, or whatever you are having um, for for this day. I think I'm. I think we're having pizza actually because we had our Christmas yesterday. But uh, um, yeah, just uh, just thank you again for for joining me andy give my best to tom have uh, have a one, have a wonderful festive rest of the festive season and i'll be talking to you very soon okay look forward to it now thank you that was great hold on a second uh press me button oh thank you so much andy what an absolute pleasure to to talk to him. I mean, you know what it's like when you meet somebody and you suddenly feel you're on the same wavelength on just about every topic. And, and that's exactly what I felt when I first talked to Andy. And then we met at uh, VRMA in New Orleans and he was you know, just as wonderful face to face as as I'd experienced uh, over the phone. So we are getting together and going to be producing something a little bit extra in in the new year. So uh, as I say, I, I will let you know when that happens. But it's going to be focused more on people who are starting up in property management. You know, wanting to get where we are we are now. Um, but I know that you know I've I've been in business eighteen years. Andy's been in business for five moving on to his sixth year, uh, we've got a mass of experience and, you know, experience in, in similar companies, but very, very different, if you like, because we have very different uh, different practices because of the difference in locations, etc. So watch this space. I hope you guys have had a wonderful day. Um, if you're listening in March or April or May, I still hope you've had a wonderful day. It's been an absolute pleasure being with you.
It's been a pleasure as ever being with you. If there's anything you'd like to comment on, then join the conversation on the show notes for the episode at vacationrentalformula.com. We'd love to hear from you. And I look forward to being with you again next week.